Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. It is indeed. I'm very excited to say joining me in the studio is Roger Hornet. Hello, Roger. Hello, Stuart. Nice to be here. Nice to have you. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, pretty good today. Sun shining, fairly warm. What's not to like? You brought the weather with you. Indeed. Just like that. Amazing stuff. Uh, so it's great to have you in the studio. I hear, Bernie tells me, you are stone's throw from these very walls. Yeah, we are at the moment. We've uh, been just off the Onga Road, Moors Lane, for, what, nearly 35 years. But we're moving. Wow. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh. We're, we're moving to Fifield, so just down the road. But uh, at our age, it's time to downsize. <laughs> downsize, yeah. You've got a lot of those lofts. It's just filled with stuff. <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. I didn't realise I've married a squirrel. I mean, it. I couldn't, <laughs> can't believe the things she's been collecting. Acorns. But I love her, dear. Acorns everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know we're Wilson's Cornerbill, then, presumably. Oh, yes, that's why I didn't come that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you find yourself shouting like what Tom Hanks does in the film? Uh, or is it no, not um, that frustrating. Again, having lived here so long, there are other ways to get there. So you can go the back roads, and yeah, the back yeah. roads are normally pretty good. Yeah. I feel like I actually enjoy it now. <laughs> Wouldn't be Brentwood without it I'll teach you yeah. <laughs> So you're here to join us today uh, To talk us through uh, your book And share a couple of, of live poems Which we love to do That would be nice very show uh, But tell us a bit about you first Roger What's the deal, what's the story Well um, I'm 74 years old Going on 12 Our listeners are like uh, no you sounded yeah, 20 You've got, you got to have a sense of humour haven't you <laughs> And uh, I Started life with a broker called James Capel. I became a partner in James Capel many, many years ago. And then when it came to retirement at age 60, I thought, I can't do retirement. It doesn't work for me. And I bought a restaurant, or leased a restaurant. Oh, wow. And now we have a fairly substantial catering business in Newmarket, uh, Crown Catering Cambridge Limited. Thanks for the opportunity to advertise. And we got a restaurant called The King's Head. And we'd love to see you there in Dullingham. And nice. indeed, if you've got a big event, big catering event, come and talk to me. Nice. That's near the Newmarket race course. That's uh, right. We are literally within five minutes of uh, the race course. Get a chance to uh, to get there. Yeah. Um, occasionally, we get a lot of the owners and the riders and trainers come in. Frankie's a regular. He's a lovely man. Oh, Absolutely lovely, lovely man. Excellent. <laughs> you put much money on the horses yourself. I try not you try to and steer clear. I try around. not to. Absolutely. Yeah. You get the tips, and they say to you, the, the <laughs> trainers will. Oh, he's the best horse in my stable. The trouble is, he's not always the best horse in everybody else's yeah, stable. Yeah, there's a lot so. of stables out there. That's right, that's right. <laughs> I always think it's fascinating when you go and see these things, and you see the horses, and you go, he looks like a giant, he's definitely going to win, and you think, he's half the speed of everybody else. Mm. It's got, I don't know how they know. And yet, if you're down on the course, even if you don't know too much, and you go around the paddock and you watch them as they parade there, very often you can pick out, not necessarily the winner, but those that are going to be in contention. So, Oh, he's got an eye for it. Eh, maybe. He's <laughs> <laughs> got an eye for it. Not any money for it, though. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, retirement, uh, as you say, you, you've, you've tried to, uh, to keep yourself busy. Absolutely. Um, I guess the last couple of years has, has probably been a, a challenging time for you. It's been very, very difficult indeed. I'm pleased to be able to say I haven't had to dismiss anybody. We've managed to come through lockdown um, all in one piece, as it were. Yeah. Sadly, we've had to borrow again to keep going. But yeah, OK, we are going. And, but now it is really difficult out there. We're at a situation, and I think this goes for a lot of industries as well, where... <sighs> It's hard to get good quality staff. 
Mm. And if you want good quality staff, you've got to bid for them. So we've got a situation. And again, I think this is um, certainly UK wide where the workforce where labor is in a position to demand its own compensation and as somebody who's been in the stock market for over 40 years as i said uh, i found that's the only time when you see any what i would call real inflation and you've got to be over 35 now to have lived and understood through a period where there has been inflation so i think we're headed for quite high levels of inflation whether or not we've got problems with electricity and gas prices, which will go away. You know, I, I think it is going to be wages that dominate the scene for the next couple of years. Yeah, it's all about the money. Indeed. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go again. So during this time then, of uh, quiet reflection, presumably the restaurant was closed and stuff, what did you fill your time with? Well, we managed to keep going. We opened a, a takeaway unit, which was helpful. And then I went on to a, another well-known radio station. I was invited to talk about the situation as far as COVID was concerned. And I just got the feeling that I had something to say. Everybody could hear me, but nobody was listening. And I felt I need to put this down in writing. And I thought the most interesting way to do it, and in some ways the shortest way to do it, was in verse. And so I started writing the COVID collection, as it were, or the COVID verses, as I've called it. And it started off with a bit of humour, which peppers the book throughout. I take the life of an imaginary epidemiologist based on someone you might know um, and hear about a lot on the the TV. I'll I'll let you guess. And um, I, uh, tongue-in-cheek, created a whole series of 20 poems which talk about the epidemiologist and it is it's a bit mickey taking let's put it like that but the book has got a lot of humor in it it's got a lot of pathos in it i've interviewed a lot of people in different walks of life which has been important there's a lot of facts in it and dare i say a lot of opinion but it's um nobody's trolled me nobody's cancelled me most people that have read (laughs) it have said gave me a chuckle i enjoyed it yeah and that's what it's all about Absolutely. Obviously, we were talking off air, and our regular listeners will know. I've brought out a book myself, the Pandemic Poetry COVID Collection, and doing the same thing, trying to make fun out of a difficult situation. Uh, I don't know about you, I felt it was important when we were putting these things together. I'm sure you've done the same. It's to try and capture some of the history and some of the moment and some of the crazy stuff that's been happening. Totally. Now, I couldn't agree more. And people that have read this independently have said to me, this is an anthology. It's a history of the virus. It should be in schools. And indeed, one of the local headmasters is about to put it into his school. Um, And who knows, that might might take off. But I think in the future, as you say, when people have forgotten about this, as you say in in your own book, when people have forgotten about this, they will need to be reminded and reminded with a bit of humour. And I hope both you and I have done that. Together, I'm sure we've covered everything. Together. <laughs> so, Roger, do you want to share with us something from, from your, your poetry collection? I'd love to hear. Well, uh, I'll start with the first one, which, uh, as you can imagine, I know off by heart. So I'll act it, if I may. Oh, please do. Right. I am an epidemiologist. I bark my orders just like this. I tell the PM what to do. <laughs> and he obeys me just like you. And now we have the rule of six in clusters greater we dare not mix. Dear God, up there in brightest heaven, spare a thought for S Club 7. 
I love that we've got S Club 7 in here. <laughs> Not necessarily my favourite group, but there you go. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. I, I love this. Uh, so did, when you're putting together this collection of poems, you say you, you did yours um, almost like a story then, really, to kind of capture the thing from the beginning. Did you start at the beginning, or did it, the idea come to you later on? Um, yeah, it came to me later on. I started in July, I suppose, after I'd done the interview, and I felt this was too important to ignore. So um, I wrote 40 poems very quickly, and I just wrote them as things developed, and it was about that development of the pandemic. And then a friend of mine said to me, you know, this is good, and I laughed. Um, <laughs> they said, okay, right, sure. Um, and they said it, it should be published, and he gave me a publisher that did not require a um, literary agent to actually get it published so I sent them off to them and they said yes this is eclectic we'll get back to you in six weeks and within a fortnight they came back they said look this is very well written honestly they said it's very well written it's eclectic <laughs> it's off the moment we'd like to publish so they sent me a contract I had it checked out and I said to them well is 40 enough and they said could you continue I said yes and I went up to when the vaccine was developed and a little bit beyond because I think that tells the story then yeah yeah and so 70 poems in total 70 all in it didn't take long honestly it really didn't yeah. it all flowed mm. he's like channeling he's in a six pound 99 on amazon <laughs> <laughs> beautiful stuff so people can get it. it is out now what's it called roger the covid verses the covid verses i love it uh we'll have another listen uh to perhaps you'll share another one with us um after a bit of the who this is phoenix 98 fm Indeed it is, it's Phoenix FM on Phoenix FM Drive, 20 to 4. Roger Holder's still with me, hello Roger. Hi there. Hello, you like a bit of The Who? We're a fan of The Who? Uh, oh, indeed, very much so, yeah, it's my era, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's another Roger in that, isn't there? Um, <laughs> so you've been sharing some poetry with us, we've been talking in depth about the uh, Covid verses you've, you've brought out and shared. It's a, a lovely published book, can I see the front cover? I've not seen the actual picture yet. Oh, it's a picture of a face mask. I love it. Is that your own one? <laughs> I've got a black one. A black one? Yeah. I've got one with skulls on it, which I thought was possibly a little dark, but kind of rock and roll at the same time. Very nice. I must see that. Look forward to it. So you've got a couple more to share, or are you going to share another poem for us, Roger? Could we... If I may, ask you to, to perform. I'd like to share a far more serious one because as we went through the pandemic, so you could see those who were suffering, and I wrote a poem called To Have and Have Not. There are those that have been lucky and those that have not, and they are the ones that time forgot. A flat, no garden, nor balcony, three floors up, three kids to feed. There are those that have money and those that have none and they are the ones left crying alone. The authorities try to do their best, as times like these, at times like these, we all fail the test. There are those that are well and those that are dying, and they are the ones for whom we are crying. No illness or disease discriminates. We all lose family, colleagues and mates. There are those that have work and those now without, and they are the ones we help out. Go to the food bank, food bank and put in a tin, Phone those in need and then ring them again. There are those that can cope and those who cannot, and they are the ones who need us a lot. Mental illness is as much a disease as all else that forces us to our knees. 
There are those that have transport and those that must walk, and they are the ones we should spare a thought. Struggling in the wind and the rain, no money for buses, car, tube or train. There are those I have covered and those I have missed, and they are the ones we need on this list. So if you think it's you time forgot, believe me please, for I really have not. Oh, beautifully put, sir. Very nice, very nice. It's important to remember, I think, when we uh, we obviously are having a, a little bit of fun and, and poking fun at the uh, the political situation, but there's people's lives have been uh, um, massively affected by. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want this. to. I wouldn't want to trivialise this at all, and I mean, no, no disrespect to anybody. We've all lost loved ones, but we all suffer from various ailments from time to time, and uh, I feel as sorry for those that have died from other causes such as cancer and even flu and pneumonia and heart disease and more people have and will die from those diseases than will ever die from covid and i think much of what we've heard especially from the mainstream media has been very disproportionate and i think that's one of the greatest sadness it's almost as though some presenters are actually enjoying this and that's sad that's very sad mm. So your poetry is is really brilliant, uh, Roger. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think you've you've clearly got a talent for it. Is this something you've done for, before? Um, yeah, I mean, I've always loved poetry, and sometimes Chris and I will lay in bed, uh, staring at the ceiling as you do, and uh, uh, I'll just recite something. Oh, there you go again. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> it's been but, struck um, by inspiration. Yeah, I just love it, and I do intend to write another book, and this is going to be again in verse. But I've I've lived a, a very interesting life, really, and come through periods of time where you could say ten years ago that. There have been more things going on in the last 50 years than in the last 500. Well, now you can say there's more things changing in the last five years than the last 50. And when we think of the technological change that we've seen and the differences between now and when I was a child, and to put these memories nicely, amusingly, but seriously as well, in a book of verse, I think would just be a great thing to do. So uh, it's up here at the moment. Let's hope it comes out into my hands. A work in progress. He's still penning his next one i can't wait to read it i'm, I'm sure it'll be uh with us soon hopefully uh so roger hold it covid versus is out now and available in all good yes it's uh, available on amazon and uh, £6.99 and I'm told that it will be in Waterstones I've been in there to have a chat with them and it should be in foils as well but um, if it's not there all you've got to do is ask and they'll get it in for you you go oh you've not heard of Roger Hornet oh how could you not have, have heard and quite, this quite well stock. known locally here and there because I've uh, been in front of a microphone once or twice as you can imagine of course excellent uh, Roger this is brilliant uh, where can people find out more about your stuff and find out more of your work uh, this is the first time they've heard you reciting your stuff well um yeah first of all get a copy of the book definitely as i say available on definitely. amazon um come and see us at the restaurant that's the king's head in dullingham um have a look online www.crowncateringcambridgelimited and that will tell you all about me and all about our company and um, we'd certainly love to see you and maybe help you out Excellent. I look forward to having you on again, sir, uh, when the next book is out and ready. See you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Roger, take care. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Nice to be here, Stuart. Thank you. Phoenix 98 FM. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the interview, then please share it. Uh, If you didn't enjoy it, then share it anyway. (laughs) 
for more guest interviews like this or to get the next one delivered directly to your device subscribe to the now you're talking podcast you'll find it wherever you get your podcasts from and the whole thing has become a huge library featuring well over 150 guest interviews from music film comedy icons to community heroes local legends stars of the future and just about everybody in between a treasure trove of life's stories from all sorts of incredible people so for more interviews podcasts videos poems and books everything i do is available at stuartpink.com